And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. From Studio C. C, senor. Dimly lit room where? Deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound to kick off a brand new week. Pregnant with possibilities. This could be the big week you get the promotion. You meet Mr. Right. Everything oh. comes together. Or, you know, you don't know. This might be the week that you uh, you get marched to your car with a cardboard box. There's a Mr. Right for me. Nobody will be more surprised than me. And uh, she tells you, I want out. This could be that week. Sure. You don't know. It's exciting not knowing, isn't it? Today, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. It's a crowded boardroom, Jack. Of course, uh, we're under the tutelage of general manager Volodymyr Zelensky and the brave Ukrainian people. Also, the NCAA tournament, March Madness, and champion swimmer from Penn, Leah Thomas. Won the 500 meter by about a mile. National champion. Got out of the pool, showered, put on street clothes, and came back to poolside to watch the second-place finisher finish. The best college female swimmer in the entire country. Yes. That's a, yes. Happened to be a former dude. Wow. Something. Unbelievable. Yeah. Sure we'll be talking about that later. Um, so overnight, if you didn't hear this story, the Russians told the people of Mariupol to uh, there in Ukraine to surrender. It's time you surrender. We'll let you get out. Anybody who doesn't get out will be considered a traitor's rat or whatever it is in the Russian translation. Mm-hmm. And uh, is fair game. And the people of Mariupol basically said the same thing those dudes on the island said to the guys on the ship. Go F yourself. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, it's not like the Russians haven't already been bombing the hell out of children and hospitals and innocents and civilians with, with zero regard for human life. I mean, that's obviously their strategy. So Genocide. What do, you, what do you think of that uh, idea of never surrendering? Does that seem like a good idea? Well, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a question with a complicated answer. Uh, they have already, the Russians have already promised uh, humanitarian corridors at various times and ceasefires, and none of it has happened. It's all been a lie. Uh, so I don't, it, it would be difficult to take their insurances seriously, for one okay, thing. Even if you could take their insurances seriously, is it a good idea to surrender? Because at some point you're beat, and you're just, yeah. more of you are going to starve to death. You know, that's a really, really interesting question. I feel phony trying to answer it. It's like, what would you do if somebody stuck a gun at you, pointed a gun at you, and said they were going to kill your children? You know, I have an idea what I'd do. I think I'd like to think I know what I would do, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know what most smart uh, smart analysts are saying about this. Uh, because there's there are negotiations going on, and I hear a lot of uh, talk about what, you know, what Zelensky might agree to. Nobody actually knows, and it's completely up to him. The United States doesn't decide for him, or at least shouldn't. But uh, people throwing around the idea of, you know, he says, okay, uh, you get to keep that eastern chunk that you went into, or most of the people speak Russian. Uh, we'll uh, we'll uh, agree to never join NATO, and we'll call it good. He, he's, he's currently saying no. But does that seem like a good idea? Or at some point, would 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 he go down as a traitor to his nation among his own people if he cut that sort of deal? Or does he save 
two million lives by cutting that deal. Right, right. Well, that's an incredibly difficult question. I, I will dodge the question by pointing out that his answer for now has been, well, that uh, video you sent uh, the, the crew via Twitter, I think it was you, uh, this incredibly inspirational, soul-stirring video from yeah. Zelensky about how not only would they survive this and win, but they will build a beautiful new future in which Ukrainians can be free. It was just, it was amazing. And we ought to post that at armstrongandgetty.com so you can find it easily. Um so their answer appears to be, no, you're not going to come and kill us and take our, 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 our country, our home. We are going to fight until our last breath. The uh, uh, military geniuses of the world, um, talking to the New York Times, and I see up on the cable news channel right now, have declared that it's a bloody stalemate at this point, militarily speaking. Nobody is going to, uh, it's like when there's arm wrestling and either one of you can overpower the other and you just sit there and grimace until somebody runs out of juice. Um, mm-hmm. Bloody stalemate. Uh, bloody stalemate. Does that favor Russia, favor Russia, or maybe it favors Ukrainians? As you got more and more and more stuff coming in from the most powerful militaries in the world. So I don't know. Well, and the cost getting higher and higher and less and less yeah. acceptable uh, in Russia. I think that's a factor. Oh, and and you know the whole negotiated peace talks, neutrality. You get the uh, the eastern part. I think uh, Putin is for. Uh, national security and uh, and mostly economic national security reasons. They just want to take Ukraine. They want Ukraine's resources. They want Ukraine's economic output. They just want Ukraine. It's an old-timey war of you've got stuff that we want. Did you hear, were you listening to the, our, our local newscast at the top of the hour? Did you hear the story they went with? No, I was scurrying around printing oh, mailbag. Oh, boy. How dumb. I don't know. Well, it's not dumb. I don't know if you want oh. to call it grief porn, but I mean, it like, is the uh, most heartbreaking single story I've heard out of this entire thing. Oy. And I thought, is it is that just grief porn or does it, you know, do we need to hear this is the sort of thing that's going on there, you know, just for, you know, however you feel about your congressperson or senator and how they feel about this war. This is what's happening there. I mean, it's grim. I have been reading books about these sorts of battles my whole life. I've been fascinated by war and that sort of stuff. And I always had to kind of picture what it looked like, you know, the siege of Leningrad or the bombing of Britain or any of these things. And now you get to watch YouTube videos of it, as many as you can stomach every single day, and see it like a half hour after it happened. God, some of these city blocks that are just rubble, rubble and dead bodies, are just, it's just incredible. Nothing but apartment buildings, too. I mean, it's just wildly inexcusable. And then you combine that with the crying people saying, I'm not freaking stopping, and I'm going to kill the first Russian I see. The the, the human reaction to that sort of thing. It's fascinating. Yeah. God dang it. I don't know. You watch that stuff, it'll help you not complain about your day. I'll tell you that. Um, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Monday. We're into a brand new week. Did I mention that? Pregnant with possibilities? Monday, March 21st. It's the first day of spring, ladies and gentlemen. Winter's sucked. It's spring now. The year 2022, new you in 22. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Happy solstice to our Druid friends. All right, let's begin officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. Finally, we have a president that everybody loves, and his approval ratings are sky high. It's the president of Ukraine, but still... Uh, it's something. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm having trouble enjoying any Ukraine humor. I know, I know. 
Um, so one more thing on that. We're going to have Mike Lyons on later this morning, see where things are with the battle and everything like that. I didn't realize yesterday until I think it was Jake Tapper or somebody had a guy on with a map explaining why this bombing the crap out of Mariupol is so important. Because once they get that to fall, then they have a connection from Russia all the way over to the Crimea, which they took years ago. And the world just said, well, what are you going to do? And so that was part of his strategy. So now that he's already got that chunk and then he gets Mariupol, he's got full connection across the entire south. You know, land connection to get whatever he needs to get anywhere. I mean, it's a major military military milestone if he accomplishes mm-hmm. that, and he probably will. But um, uh, I was listening to MSNBC this morning. First of all, the war drums are beating. You got a lot of MSNBC hosts saying, how long do we put up with this? When is the when is America going to finally start dictating the terms? How long does Putin get to tell us what to do? Which I, I have those emotions, too, but I just think it's it's something. And it's remarkable how many voices there are coming from the left saying that sort of thing. Yeah. And one of their guests saying, I talked to ambassadors in Europe who their biggest fear is that in the next two weeks, Putin uses two tactical nukes in Ukraine to back everybody off, particularly around the supply lines. Wow. So I want to ask Mike Lyons about that. What is a tactical nuke exactly? What would that look like? How many people would it kill? What do you think the world's reaction would be to that? Uh, Chuck Todd was really trying to get a red line out of somebody yesterday. I forget who he was talking to. And I understand why they might not want to say those on TV. On the other hand, red lines are best said really out loud, like really, really out loud. And he, But you got to mean it. And our, our guys were unwilling to go anywhere near a red line about chemical weapons or anything like that. No red lines. Uh, All right. More on that later. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's fine. It's good. All sorts of different uh, areas of inquiry and comment. I can't wait to talk more about that swimming deal. That's just incredible. And and you know what? The key the key to the story is everybody agrees, but everybody's afraid of being called a transphobe, a right. hater. Don't be afraid of that. Everybody's on your side. I meant to have. I'll, I'll, I'll dig it up. I'm, I tweeted out her name. I meant to have that second place girl who's actually the fastest female swimmer in America. Um. And say her name regularly. God dang it. What a situation for her, huh? Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. Well, please. Well, and the uh, I think it's significant. We'll talk about this more later. But uh, the applause for the second, third place finishers was way louder than the quote unquote winner. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Oh, not... coronavirus. Oh, no. It's the AB. It's the Omicron variant. Oh. I've got so much information about the new Omicron variant. Fascinating stuff. I don't want to hear it. It's fascinating. Well, you need to hear it so that you can push back against the loud voices of, guess who's back? Guess who's back on the show scaring us to death? Don't say it. Don't say it. Dr. F. <laughs> I represent science. He represents no, science. No, Yeah, he was I back yesterday. We are done with you. <laughs> we're very late. We're not. Uh, all that on the way. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. Show. <laughs> I got to tell you something funny my son said to me yesterday. Funny but hurtful in that way that kids oh don't. Oh, boy. In that way that kids don't know they're being hurtful by, by their unbelievable, brutal honesty. Yeah. Um, but uh, 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 did you hear the people arguing? So Biden's going to Poland next week. 
emergency at NATO meeting, or is it this week? This I think week. it's yeah, this it's, week. It's, yeah. on, it's only Monday. Yeah, this week. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the number of people are arguing he should go into Ukraine, including Ian Bremmer, saying absolutely. That would be the best message we could possibly send to have uh, Biden go to Kiev and meet with Zelensky. That, that would be powerful. That would be a power move. Announce it in advance. Yeah, I oh, think that wow. might be that might be. Well, we'll talk about it later. I want to take up all your mail by it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the matter with you? Okay. Here's your freedom loving quote of the day. Mm. Right, this is one of my all time faves too. Ludwig von Mises. The great Austrian economist, founder of the Austrian school, more or less, of economics. Uh, back in the day, born in 1881. He was actually born in Lviv, Ukraine. How about that? Mm. Uh, here's what he said. It's a little longish, but it's goodish. The champions of socialism call themselves progressives, but they recommend a system which is characterized by rigid observance of routine and by a resistance to every kind of improvement. They call themselves liberals, but they are intent upon abolishing liberty. They call themselves Democrats, but they yearn for dictatorship. They call themselves revolutionaries, but they want to make the government omnipotent. They promise the blessings of the Garden of Eden, but they plan to transform the world into a gigantic post office. Every man but one, a subordinate clerk in a bureau. (laughs) Gigantic post office. That's what I always think. That's what what medical care is going to be like here in a couple of years. The freaking post office. Yeah, yeah. I've, I'd heard that sentence. They promised the blessings of the Garden of Eden, but they plan to transform the world into a gigantic post office before. But I hadn't heard the whole paragraph. That's uh, really fantastic. Uh, here's your mailbag. Oh, there it is. Oh, sorry, dropped it. Fumble, fumble. Uh, first of all, uh, Manuel sent this along. Uh, you know, the <laughs> growingly popular uh, gas pump stickers? Oh, yeah. Well, there's a new one uh, that's popular, I guess. It's Hunter Biden, the famous picture of him looking stoned to the bone with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. And uh, it says, gas prices higher than Hunter Biden. Oh, boy. True international over pressure. <laughs> the gas oh, pump sticker wars. Yes, yes. Oh, boy. Uh, Let's see. Reno Joe writes, guys, over the weekend I heard Putin had moved his family to somewhere in Siberia and had ordered nuclear evacuation drills in the cities. I have three grown kids that all live in Northern California. I asked them if they knew what to do if a nuke went off over the Bay Area and if they had a plan and supplies. Um, You know, honestly. I don't and I don't. Well, right, Reno Joe, I'd imagine they would, uh, if they survived the shockwave, they would jump into their cars and head east as quickly as possible, which would be like a mile every 15 minutes, and that's regular traffic, never mind nuclear holocaust traffic. So, I'd, I'd come to terms with your demise, would be my plan. Yeah. Yeah. Arg. Let's see. Oh, then he mentions um, they were recently which, which going... Of, uh, yes. Which of Putin's families was he talking about, though? Is uh, his old original wife and grown oh, no, he kids? He doesn't give a crap what happens to her. Or the, or the gold medal winning gymnast chick who's like 40 years younger than him who he's got kids with. Her? Yeah. Okay. yeah I suspect her. Right. Uh, mentions recently going through some old family photos and papers, found a brochure about making a fallout shelter from the 60s. I told them their grandfather had seriously considered building one in the Cuban uh, Missile Crisis days. Ironic and sad that we're back to this crap again. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's sad. I think it's 
kind of predictable. It's the way history goes. Uh, Gary, with an interesting observation, we see and hear reports of lethargic and unmotivated Russian soldiers in Ukraine. People need to understand that the soldiers are paid very poorly and often don't receive their pay at all for weeks or even months. This has nothing to do with the world imposing sanctions. Uh, a lot of uh, desertions during the invasion into Afghanistan. Uh, bah, 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 bah. The Ukrainian military is fighting for Ukraine, mother, family, and country. What is the poor Russian bastard fighting for? Borscht in his daily three and a half ounces a day of vodka. And even worse than that, living with the horror of I killed a bunch of uh, people that are, you know, my people for no good reason. Probably cousins, distant family members. Yeah. Um, we're going to run through a bunch of the news different topics and that sort of stuff that happened over the weekend when we come back. That's what we'll do. And torment. Including the top Russian imports to the United States. Those fine Russian products we all enjoy. (laughs) There aren't many. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Major issues here in Portland. Why don't we get a new ball? Why, why don't the cheerleaders, they're used to going up high. Let's get it. Yes, get the cheerleader up. Get her up there. This is how you do it. Give her the mod. Now she's got it. Oh, what a play. The cheerleader saves the day. This place is on its feet. <laughs> the ball got stuck in the backboard structure thingy, and they couldn't get it with a broomstick and a variety of things. So, Chandler got up on the dude's shoulders up high and I love pushed it. her up there with his hands, and the crowd went I, wild. I got to see the video. Yeah, that's oh, it's, fantastic. It's pretty cool. It's yeah, pretty that's cool. What, that's what we needed on a I'm grim day like sure today. a whole bunch of lawyers were crapping themselves. <laughs> Well, the, 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 wow. That's what an official college gymnastics duty right there. You need a better lawyer if he poops himself on a regular basis. Well, he gets um, into a tight spot. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. Can we, can we take just a little break here? I need to take care of some business. <laughs> Gee, money. Well, they're used to hurling the, the girls up and then climbing and then, you know, platforming and stuff. That's ah, easy. <laughs> Piece of cake for them. Uh, so a couple of things to tell you about. First of all, the ridiculous charade continues uh, with the male swimmer who turned female recently, who went through male puberty and is a big, strong dude, mediocre dude swimmer, but now mops up the pool with the poor girls he swims against. Well, he's good Le- enough to be a Division One swimmer, so that's pretty freaking good. But he was not an outstanding. He wasn't going to win a national championship, for instance. No, he was like ranked 326th in the world or something like that. Um, but at any rate, uh, this Leah Thomas person finished first at the NCAA 500-yard fi- freestyle. And according to uh, Madeline Kearns, who's writing about this, um, da, 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 the atmosphere inside the Macaulay Aquatic, Aquatic Center was tense. The cheers and applause were noticeably louder for the second and third place finishers. Um and uh, and and she she goes on to quote some woman swimmers and some uh, parents and all. Uh, one asks, "Is anybody actually fooled by Leah Thomas?" You'd think not, 
Uh, but in a de- debating biological sex with one spectator, I was taken aback when she said, quote, I'm a physician and I can tell you the difference is very subtle. You might be a man. How do you know if you've never been tested? Oh. All right. No, nobody believes that. All right. There's like right. 1% of America that's into that whole thing. You know what's interesting? Oh, 100%. There's yeah. one more great, okay. great quote. Um, da, da, da. Likewise, a Georgia Tech student and counter protester with Pride Alliance and Grad Pride told me that people should trust experts. But, of course, we don't need experts to explain basic biology. We certainly don't need the kind of experts who try to baffle everyone with their ludicrous ideology. Uh, Kelly J. Kelly J. Keene, women's rights activist from England, illustrated this point perfectly in debating a trans activist at poolside while Thomas raced ahead in the 500 freestyle, winning it by many lengths. She said, pointing at Thomas, I'm a woman, and that's not a woman. When a transgender activist asked her, are you a biologist? She replied, don't be ridiculous. I'm not a vet, but I know what a dog is. <laughs> oh, drop the mic. I don't suppose that went over well. Why? That's uh, yeah, homophobic, right? No, not in the least. I liked the uh, retweeted something from one of your hilarious Twitters out there. This brave trans species athlete just smashed Usain Bolt's world record in the 100 meter. And it's got a cheetah running in the race. <laughs> a trans species athlete. Oh, that's beautiful. Congrats, by the way, to Emma Wyant, the actual 500-yard women's freestyle champion. Um, Another person that didn't get to race in the finals, her name is Rika Georgie. I don't know how to pronounce her last name, but she didn't make the finals. She was the last person she would have made the finals if Leah Thomas was not allowed to swim. So they ask her about it, and what I find interesting is she has the position that practically everybody in America does. I mean, you have the tiny percentage of actual haters. Then you got the tiny percentage of the, you could be a man or a woman. You don't know until you've been tested. Those people, that's such, those are tiny percent. You know where almost mm-hmm. everybody is? Almost everybody's where this swimmer girl was. I'd like to point out that I respect and fully stand with Leah Thomas. I'm convinced that she is no different than me or any other D1 swimmer who's gotten up at 5 a.m. But she doesn't get to compete against us who are biologically women. And that she says all kinds of nice things about trans. That's where everybody is on this. I have no problem with her being a trans woman. I'll call her a woman. I'll call her by the name she wants. She could be a friend of mine. I'm fine with that. But she doesn't get to compete against girls in sports. And that's where like 95% of, yes. of, of people are. Yeah, not yeah. hating trans, but saying you obviously can't compete. It's not a complicated situation. It really isn't. Charles C.W. Cook wrote this great piece for the National Review I happen to have handy. Um, and he's talking about, uh, well, the, the title is The Democrats Are Building Themselves a Suicide Machine. And she's talking about how the uh, how the media has so embraced they're so enamored with the lefty democrat narrative not that like moderate uh, usual boring democrat thing but the woke social justice dudes get to swim against women if they call themselves women thing and his point is um uh, the in, almost the entirety of the american press as well as much of academia and the entertainment industry have spent the last five years assiduously adopting an exceptionally weird race and gender essentialist ideology that pretty much everyone outside of those institutions absolutely loathes quoting and in its infinite wisdom the democratic party has followed suit the result has been the creation of a narrow extremely peculiar feedback loop uh within which the institutional democratic party and its friends in the press have concocted and then adopted 
a set of bizarro world ideas that are met with confusion and horror once they are released into the general population. Bit by bit, piece by piece, tweet by tweet, the wagon to which Democrats have hitched themselves is becoming a suicide machine, specifically. It is this process of mutual reinforcement that has brought us widely mocked and politically toxic neo terms such as birthing people, Latinx, BIPOC, cisgendered, and chest feeding. It is this process that's yielded the smashing successes that were the defund the police movement, the introduction of critical race theories in schools, and the obsessive focus on the January 6th riot, and then he, he mentions the transgender thing in the pool as well. Um, uh, while we're name-checking great pundits out there, uh, I uh, listened to... Jason Whitlock, is that his name? Kevin? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jason Whitlock's uh, podcast over the weekend. He used a term that was so clever. He was talking about this this lying problem we have in America where there's all these things that people lie about and uh, and and everybody just keeps their mouths shut and we just continue with the lies. But he was talking about this NATO of liars. Huh. An attack on one is an attack on all. And he said that's what contributes to this to a certain extent. And he's absolutely right. You've got the, like, Al Sharpton can't comment on Leah Thomas because he's got the whole lie of BLM to back up. And the transgender people aren't going to comment on BLM because they got the whole transgender thing. And there's just, there's just there are these groups, the NATO of lies. An attack on one is an attack on all. So we wow. all back each other's nonsense and stay on the sidelines on it at least. Uh, and allow it to go because we know our thing is a house of cards. Uh, who does? Latinxes and BIPOCs? <laughs> I mean, that's pretty good. I think that <laughs> right. is what's happening. That's so clever. Wow. Yeah. 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 It is, it's a bizarro world. It is. Uh, I just. Charles I, Cook is absolutely right. And, and uh, folks, as we've been telling you for years, your perception is not crazy. It's the media weird feedback loop with the lefty-left thing that's crazy. You're sane. Congratulations. I've examined you. I've pronounced you sane. (laughs) Well, this actually is gaslighting, an overused term that I want to slap myself for even using. Mm. But we're being gaslit by, you know, the media and that that tiny percentage into thinking, well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I need to rethink these positions. I don't know. Everybody seems to. No, 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 no. There's like 99 out of 10 of us all agree on on a number of these things. Things. That's not a woman. Are you a biologist? No, <laughs> no, I don't need to be, dear. See, that's the thing. So I didn't look into this uh, in depth. Is she racing in other? Did she just choose her best race to uh, to race in the finals in, or are there more finals to come? Because I know at the Ivy League championships, she won like four or five different events. Uh, the short answer is I don't know, but I think I remember she qualified for multiple events, at least a couple of events for the NCAA finals. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's exciting. Is it? Well, and and as you've pointed out, uh, to lump that insanity in with the basic idea of non-discrimination, gay rights, uh, whatever, uh, people being treated well, people uh, getting all of their constitutional rights, the rest of it, to lump that insanity in with the very basic and easy to to deal with the question of civil rights is just such a terrible mistake by the many-lettered plus-two community. As if there's a community, like they all live in the same suburb. (laughs) The word community abuses me, but more on that another day. (laughs) Oh, you know, what we need to get to is uh, the top imports from Russia. Because you're going to start, your favorite Russian imports are really going to start being affected. Well, I've stopped buying Russian cars because of this Ukraine invasion. (laughs) 
Wow. No longer. Brave stand. I sold my other Russian car, and I will not buy any new Russian cars. Or Russian cell phones, or Russian shoes, because they make such great clothing. Oh, yeah, my Russian TV, I actually threw it away. Is there anything that they make? I guess you're going to tell us. I am going to tell you. Um, and a number of other things. The, the New York Times getting quite a bit of attention and credit for their big editorial over the weekend. America has a free speech problem from the editorial board, really taking on the left and the cancel culture thing. Seriously? Yeah. And, uh, and, wow. uh, and yeah, it's really interesting. Um, so we'll probably get to that at some point, and obviously plenty of Ukraine. I'm looking up. There's some town I'd never heard of where they're showing where some park just got bombed, where a whole bunch of kids were playing. Just freaking apocalyptic nightmare stuff going on over there. Much more on the way. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. City Council officials say Russian soldiers are forcibly deporting several thousand residents to Russian territory, like this refugee center in the Russian port city of Taganrog. Resident Lyudmila Slivka said they didn't have much choice. The Russian soldiers gave us 10 minutes, saying, if you want to live, go. Her husband Victor said the whole of Mariupol is gone. There's nothing left alive in there. That's a new wrinkle. So now they're loading people up on buses and taking them back across the border into Russia to, uh, what did they call it there? Uh, something center? Not yeah, a concentration yeah. camp. It's a holding center or something. But that's that's a new wrinkle. Sure, maybe they'll re-educate them while they're there. Holy crap. It is hell. It is like, it is, it is like having a glimpse of hell. Looking at those videos from over there. Oh, yeah, it's unimaginable. I mean, it's it's sickening, honestly. Uh, we're going to talk to Mike Lyons middle of hour two. I particularly want to ask him about this threat of tactical nukes that is coming up a lot lately, or chemical weapons, and what that would look like, and how would we react, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, there's another thing I want to throw out. What was my other thing? Oh, de- definitely talking about the New York Times editorial board peace over the weekend america has a free speech problem they took on the right also but the fact that they took on the left the way they did has gotten a lot of attention yeah and it's surprising given their stances in recent years so i'm looking forward to that so uh this is a really interesting perspective i think on russia and the russian economy and i think it has something to do with why they are uh interested why putin is interested in stealing ukraine and all of its goodies Uh, russia big old russia is uh, the United States' 26th largest goods trading partner. 26th. I'd like to see the list of countries that top Russia in terms of exchange. Um, And imports from the country account for about 1% of total American imports. I mean, that's a nothing. Whereas everything you're wearing, using, drinking out of, writing with, anything was made in China. China! China, Vietnam more and more out of Malaysia, that sort of thing. But uh, Russia is practically nothing. Here are your top 10 imports from Russia, Jack. And again, I think this will give you an idea of what the country's about. Number one, lower-density petroleum-derived distillate. Hmm. 
Good stuff. I know I love lower-density petroleum-derived distillate as much as anybody. Uh, I could tell you how much, but it wouldn't mean anything to you. Number two, crude oil. Number three, higher-density petroleum-derived mm. distillate. See, that's my that's the stuff I like. I don't like the low-density. I don't blame not, you. Not dense enough, you. frankly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number four, I think, unwrought or powdered palladium. If you want wrought palladium, go elsewhere. Unwrought or powdered palladium is number four. I wouldn't know palladium if Putin put some in my underpants to poison me. Uh, let's see. Light motor oil. Mm. Then non-alloy pig iron, which is absolutely necessary if you're going to build an iron pig. I got pig Sorry. iron. I got pig iron. That's a that's a throwback to anybody who likes old-timey country songs. Yeah. I got pig iron. You got an aluminum pig, too flimsy. Steel pig, too expensive. Good iron pig. That's why you get your pig iron from Russia. That's a heck of a good band, but you better rock hard if you're iron oh, pig. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You better be heavy, brother. Uh, crabs next in line. Finally, something, you know, I can relate to mm-hmm. and enjoy. Crabs. I assume they mean the, you know, you know the delicious delicacy. Moving along. Don't not a, even. Not a Tinder date oh, thing? Oh, 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 he had to. He had to, didn't he? Couldn't resist. Ah, oh, boy. Finally, uh, not finally, almost finally, semi-finished products of iron or non-alloy steel, then unwrought or powdered rhodium, and finally, enriched uranium. That's what Russia exports. It's raw materials and oil, period. I like to go to and, the rhodium and watch the bulls fight the clowns. <laughs> That's a weird rhodium. Um. So, okay, so yeah, that gives you an idea of what that country's all about. And, Ian, and and how a non-diverse their economy is, and why they're stealing Ukraine, and how much trouble they're in. So that's 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 what's scary about this. I read another long article about how Putin is obviously in a desperate situation, so he's capable of doing anything. Nobody knows what his mindset is right now. He is effed, absolutely screwed. The the, the master strategist for you know for decades now everybody's boy he's always one step ahead everybody he's playing chess while we're playing checkers and everything well maybe he was at one point with some things but he ain't now he just is absolutely screwed with no possible way out that's good every day he's winging it i guarantee you and ian bremer tweeted out there's no possible scenario where sanctions against russia are lifted which is interesting so his his economy has absolutely been devastated. All the money he had been saving up to get around the sanctions, he doesn't have access to. 400-plus American companies that have pulled out. You know, all the different things have gone after. There, there's no way he can continue to operate as a country, even if he stops his aggression in Ukraine today. He's mm-hmm. just doomed. So, Well, and wh- the Chinese bailout's not going to be enough. And so what is on his mind? Um, and Ian Bremmer also tweeting out, Russia has been an energy superpower in Europe for decades. That is over. Europeans are ending their dependence as fast as they possibly can. It will never come back. So, okay, so his all his exports are petroleum, gas, light oil, this, all that sort of stuff. I ain't selling it in Europe. You ain't selling it to the United States. You're done, dude. Your country is done. So a guy that is in that situation, what does he do at this point? Does he go down as the as the first person to use nukes in war since uh, Hiroshima, or what does he do? Yeah, I don't know. That's that's the thirty trillion dollar question, and 
You know, I've been praying that he decides, all right, whoops, uh, great men do great things and make great mistakes. Time to declare victory and, and end this. Uh, and step down because there's there, he'd have to. There's no coming back for his country. Wow, wow. Well, that, you know, you've caged a beast, a dangerous, dangerous yeah, beast. Exactly. Exactly right. And, uh, and yet that must happen. Sure, I mean, that's course. not a suggestion that we let him off the hook. I mean, the, the punishment for this must be so catastrophic. All other malign actors around the world, we're looking at you, China, think, holy cow, if there's one thing I'm not going to do, it's what Putin did. But certainly any talk of him being a pariah for all of history, that's all done. That is all over. His country's ruined. He's the new Hitler. I mean, it's just all over. So he would have to leave Ukraine and step down as a Russian leader for Russia to have a comeback. And he ain't going to do that. No, indeed. No, indeed. Uh, and the, so the best case scenario at this point is merely a genocide against the Ukrainian people and the utter destruction of that land. Good Lord. Or somebody somebody takes him out. Somehow he gets killed. Uh, if you miss an hour of the show, grab the podcast at armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty.